going on guys welcome back to your favorite sports podcast probably your favorite podcast of all time out of every category of podcast miss clocks on the stove your usual host myself grayson fisher with me the one and only zachary don't know your middle name watts i think it's douglas 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 how oh, i didn't know your middle name Halo yeah. kdw man yeah um today episode 83 we're gonna be talking and Breaking down the fights we think you should watch and that are going to be the best on UFC 287, Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya 4-2 in Miami, Florida, which is actually probably only like 45 minutes away from Mr. Watts right now. Actually, probably a little longer because you're in like North, you're in Nobo. Yeah, you also got to consider that um no one knows how to drive in South Florida, so... um. I would say it could be as much as two hours away yeah, from me. The, the distance isn't that far. It's just yeah. it's just the stop and go traffic. As the crow flies, as the old peppies would say. But yeah, not not too shabby. But yeah, diving into this card. Um, I mean, we were just talking about it before. We talked a little bit about it with Mr. James Lynch in our last podcast. Go check that out. Shout out James. What a guy, man. What a guy. Um, this it, this card is super fucking stacked. And if they just gave it time to promote it and like didn't just do it the week of the fight, I think it could have been one of the biggest cards in a while because it's so stacked. It's in Miami. You got Mazadol on it. And I understand, listen, Mazadol is the king of Miami. Like I com- completely agree. Like you watch the embeddeds and you go watch like anything, like he's that guy in Miami. Like he, he like honestly, I think it's cooler than being that guy anywhere else. Like Miami's dope and it doesn't have like like you know, the liberal bullshit of being like a star in California. But yeah, he's the guy in Miami. But people are forgetting Gilbert Burns is a South Florida guy too. Like, yeah, he's Brazilian, but he tra- they train 20 minutes away from each other, you know? So that's going to help draw attention to that fight as well. You got, you know, the youngest fighter on the UFC roster on this card. You have probably one of the best matched up fights I've seen in a long time between Adrian Yanez and Rob Font. It- it's a great card. The prelims are good. It's a great overall card, and I'm extremely excited to dive in. Zach, any pre-words before we get involved? We get after. This? Yeah, you know, literally the moment they dropped the announcement for this fight, I went online and I tried to look at t- tickets because, I mean, if it's in this close of vicinity to me, like, why wouldn't you want to check it? And, you know, when we had the opportunity to go to UFC or the fight night in Orlando with the Kevin Holland, Cord Siang and fight, like, or not Cord Siang, Wonder Boys, excuse me. Sorry, Wonder Boy. But, you know, when we saw that tickets – were fair price. It was enjoyable to go to. The moment the tickets dropped for this fight, I think they were in the seven hundred dollar range. Oh yeah, dude! It was like seats worse than the seats we had for Orlando were five hundred. Yeah, and I was just like, I was like, I don't even know how you attend an event if you're not well off. Like, just yeah. good luck, good luck bringing your wife and kids. Like, <laughs> they can stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I think uh, if I went to a card of this caliber, I got to be close. Like, it was fine with the fight night because it was, like, we were kind of there for the experience. And, like, honestly, I just had a great time. Oh, yeah. Um, but if I was going to watch a fight of this caliber, I'd have to be close. I'd want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, if I can't watch it clearly on my TV, I'd want to, like, actually be there. Yeah, I agree. We, we um, technically weren't there. For the yeah. Fight night. <laughs> like, we were, like, not there. <laughs> it was funny because, like, as I was, like, sitting up there and I was looking down, I was like, I can hear it. But I was like, I'm those I'm like, I'm literally that guy on TV that you hear in the background that, like, screams from, like, a kick that, like, lands on a forearm because I yeah. can't see shit. I'm literally just yeah. screaming for the moment up here. Like, I don't care. But, I mean, it was, for a one-time thing, I Dude, we paid, what, all. $70? It was yeah. so worth it. It, it was a yeah. good, fun weekend. Yeah. No, I, I like that card a lot. And for a fight night, we had probably – contender for five of the year so yeah yeah we got everything we could have asked yeah yeah we had a great yeah we had a great time but uh let's dive into this card um we're not going to talk about these fights but i want to give a couple shout outs cynthia calavillo she's a dog she's fighting lupi godinez i don't know who she is but she's the favorite it's gonna be a dog carlos williams and chase sherman's a heavyweight fight to keep your eye on for sure um i want to say our boy christian knows chase sherman our digital mark Yes, he does. He does know Chase Sherman. So definitely, let's, uh, hopefully he wins. Let's talk to Christian about getting him on. Yeah, that'd be uh, um, big. Gerald Murchishart. I don't know how to, exactly how to say his last name, but that's a good fight with Joe Pfeiffer. Um, you got Michelle Watterson. Obviously, she's a dog. But let's start us off with our first fight that we're going to talk about, which is our main event prelim. A lot, before we even dive into this fight, Zach, let's talk about the controversy 
Well, this card was originally dropped. This fight that we're about to talk about, Chris Curtis versus Kelvin Gaston at middleweight, was the opening pay-per-view. They added Raul Rosas Jr. to the card, who's the youngest UFC fighter on the roster, and they put the Gaslam fight on as a prelim. And when this got announced, we, I mean, we have to talk on this, but we can get a little more in depth now. When this got uh, announced, Chris Curtis took to Twitter and basically bashed and was like, what the fuck? Why aren't we there? Like, going crazy and stuff. And there's a lot of mixed opinions on it. Um, You know, basically, Chris Curtis said, it's bullshit. We should be the card. That kid should be in the prelims. Uh, Raul was like, no, fuck you. And then he was just, it was kind of just like, do you blame Chris Curtis for being mad or should he just take what he can get? Um, Zach, I want to know what your thoughts are on, on this topic of conversation. Now, there's two ways I initially perceive what went down with this. The first thing being when you have two names like Chris Curtis and Kevin Gaslam, that just doesn't seem like it should be on a prelim in any way, shape or form. Like there's just no excuse for it um, unless like you had the next five fights above you, title fights or number one contending spots. Like I can understand why it would be there. But, you know, look. I get it from a marketing standpoint, from Dana's shoes. You have the youngest fighter in the UFC that you want to continue to promote. You kind of want to hype him up. So you're going to continuously put him in the spotlight in order to kind of boost his image for him. Because let's be honest, I tried to follow the kid on social media. You can't have a private account if you want to blow up. Yeah. That's first and foremost. I think, he might, to- I think he might be public now, though. Yeah. He should be. If not, that's one of the biggest blunders in all of personal imaging um regardless of that look your whole point as a producer or a director of a show is to put on the best performance for the fans and you can't tell me that this gimme fight for this rosas kid is any better than the show that's going to be put on from gaslin and curtis these guys are so well known in the ufc realm casuals even know who they are just from constantly hearing their names seeing highlights of them like these guys have never been boring in their fight. Well, I'm not going to say never been boring, but like they tend to put on a show typically when they do fight. And we know what we're getting out of the Rosas fight. We know you're just feeding him another trash can to kind of build his name up a little bit. It's not really, I can understand if it was like his first real test and like, oh, he has a possibility of losing. Like, yeah, that's understandable. You're beating him more trash, bro. And that's no, that's no offense to his opponent. I'm just saying, I don't know his opponent that well enough. And I know for me personally, since I would be comfortable saying I follow the UFC well enough. If I don't at least know any of your background or if I don't like know like some of what you've done prior, it's not saying that I haven't done my due diligence because like that is also on me, but it's also because like you're just not that well known of a fighter in the sport and they're trying to build this dude's image. We know what we know what they're trying to do for Rosas, so it's not a knock on his opponent at all. But I just feel like we know what we're going to get. It's an easy win for Rosas and it's kind of just like, oh, all right, like brush that one off. But like, why? Why not just flip him around? Why not put him as a pre a prelim headline? I, I think don't it understand. is. You know, at the at the end of the day, it's all about money. And we could say this, we could say that, and um, it's all about money. And Mazadol has even been preaching that this whole embedded. He's like, uh, everyone's saying Colby, Colby, Colby he goes, but Colby only can't even sell past three hundred thousand because the only time he did was when he fought me. He's like, and we know it's all about selling pay per views. And when it comes to that, I just think. I don't think Ra- Ra- Raul's a bigger name than because Kelvin Gaston is the one that's the big name here. I like Chris Curtis a lot, um, but Kelvin Gaston is the one that's the big name. That Izzy fights would, would build him. I don't think Raul is a bigger name than Gaston because of who he is as a fighter. I think it's because of the marketing of the UFC. We talked about it last pod with James Lynch. The marketing of MMA in general is terrible, but they've been just fucking milking the cash cow from Rosas, dude. Like they 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 blew him up on the Contender Series feeding these nobodies like they're just they're they're using the 17 year old 17 year old 17 year old i think he might be 18 now though but they're like they're just they're feeding that you know instead of feeding oh kelvin gaston and then you look what he did against izzy and then izzy's fighting you know that's that's an i think it's a better doorway i understand it from the ufc's point of view i also understand it from chris curtis's point of view you're losing money you're losing money from that you know like why not push this why not push this to the fight night why not push this to the free fight night i don't understand like you, you originally proposed it to them as you're going to be a main card for UFC 287. That's a great contract for them to sign. And then you just pull the rug out under these Bro, two you great see, fighters. You see, all right, who's the main event? Izzy Pereira. That's uh-huh. that's 500K easy. That's a 500K easy. pay-per-view buy easily. Okay. So you're like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. And they're going to get a little bit of a bonus probably for being the main event of the prelims. But like they're not touching that pay-per-view money now. Yeah. Which, oh, dude. 
it, it just feels like such a shot to the face for some of these guys that have done it for Especially so long. Especially to a, you're losing the money to a kid that's a senior in high school. Yeah, like that's why he's like the most mad, and I completely agree. I completely, dude. No, I'm not saying. Listen, I I am somewhat of a Rosas hater, but I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be there. I'm just saying you have he hasn't proven himself outside of the media. There's no marketing for this kid. This is a finer. Yep. Chris Curtis and Gaslam proved their worth already. This kid has. Right. He hasn't. Yeah. Gaslam's headline. You know, like he's headline fight cards. Yeah, let me let me prove something real quick. Because if you just looked at it from a record standpoint, Rosas eight or seven and zero. Excuse me, Christian Rodriguez is eight and one. Let me go look at his eight and one record and see who he's beaten. All right. Last fight, Joshua Joshua Weems. It was the Qatar Allen card. One via Anaconda choke. Fight before that lost to Jonathan Pierce. Dude, listen to this. <laughs> his his fight against McIntosh, the guy was 0-3. Pierce Bruh. is solid. Pierce is solid. Weems, I don't know who he is. Cortez. Dude, dude fought one fight in Bellator. Won it. Got cut. How do you win and get cut? <laughs> how do you yeah, how do you win your first? He got a first round submission and they cut him. <laughs> like, they were like, dude, it wasn't bad enough. <laughs> hey, dude, it was the Chandler Pit. It was the Patricio Pitbull Chandler card. They put him Damn. on. Him. Yeah, it was his first fight. Win first round submission. You're gone. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Fights on something called drill. Bro, imagine, Pro- imagine like going home to your family like. I made it. <laughs> like, no, no, just like, what? I got fired for what? For getting a first round submission. Like, what fucking more did you do? Yeah, dude, just. Dude, one on the contender series didn't get signed. That's crazy. What? what? Yeah, see, like, this is another thing. Wait, Dana White tries. He won the contender series fight and didn't get signed. Yeah, week seven, contender series. Dana White's contender series, week seven, 2021. Yeah, unanimous did. decision versus Reyes. And then fought that 0 and 3 guy. <laughs> no fucking way. Guarantee you, I will bet my life savings this guy gets cut after he loses. I will bet my life on it. Well, he's going <laughs> to make a good payday. <laughs> he's going to make a yeah. His parting gift will be the best parting gift you can ever get. You're going to get probably submitted within like the first round, probably. Even if you're able to survive in the second, you're probably gonna lose anyway, kid. Like it's just like this is another thing that I have an issue with. There's so many times where we see these inflated records in the UFC. Like you're used to it in boxing, because like you understand it, you're like dodging guys. When when you see a guy with a record down in the UFC that's like eight and nine and one or like nine and oh, just literally go on share dog. Tapology, any of these sites, look who they fought. There's a ton of professional organizations. And look, if you're a professional organization entity, I'll respect to you for trying to put together a good card. It would be a joke to say that the quality of your fighters compares to anything to the UFC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In my, in my, unless you're one of the major promotions, it, it's kind of like Power Five with yeah. college. You have your PFL, you have your one, you have your UFC, you have your Bellator, and you have your Rising. Outside of those five, now there are like, some hit or miss fighters here and there, but if you're not in one of those main five, you're not really like the top. You're not, yeah, you're not. You're not, you're not a, yeah, you're not a huge guy, yeah. or you're like an up and comer. Like you could be like a Titan FC champ. That just means you're young and you're still coming up. Yeah, exactly. But like, kind, kind of get into that like college era where we're, we have our power fives. We got we got our power five conference of fighting yeah. right now, and UFC is unfortunately the SEC. Yeah, so. on steroids. <laughs> Yeah, I'm clipping that shit. You better yeah. believe that. <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, let's let's actually dive into this fight. So we got Kelvin Gaslam versus Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, thirty nine and zero. He's the underdog at one five. Kelvin Gaslam, seventeen eight and zero minus one twenty five. Kelvin Gaslam is fought one and five in his last six. Had that split decision loss to Izzy, which was a fucking war. Uh, actually, I think it was unanimous. I'm sorry. Um, but since he, it was like. You know what? It, I, I don't think Gaslam wasn't good because I think he's fucking nasty. 
I think he put so much of everything he had into that fight that like he lost a little bit of himself, if that makes sense. You know, like he he dug to a dark, dark place, basically like all or nothing it, and he ended up losing. And I think like something in his mental or maybe even his physical, he he lost because of that fight. Yeah. And it's really hard to come back. And you see yeah. that happen a lot. Like when guys that fight John Jones or guys that fight guys that fight the, like a super, super elite fighter and they have a super close fight with them, like fucking nail biter. You see them never able to recover again. And I think it's because they committed so much to that camp of like coming to champ or knocking them out or, or knocking them off. And then in that fight, they push themselves past the level they never have. And I, th- I think it might be a psychological thing. I haven't endured it yet, but it, it might be a psychological thing. It might be something, but you lose a little bit of yourself. And I think that's what happened with Gaslam. I still think he's fucking deadly. And I think he's a top dog. I mean, he's only fought top 10 guys. So, like, I'll give him that. But I think that I think that loss, Izzy hurt him a little. I think he lost something. Yeah, I completely agree. I think at some point or another on people's lives, uh, in any given aspect, you you burn the boats, essentially. You commit. You put your all eggs in one basket. Whatever metaphor you want to use, you go 100% for something. And you convince yourself in your mind, there's nothing I could have done different or there's nothing I could have done more to prepare me better for this. And when you still end up failing, you no longer you know. Too. Yeah, yeah. You, like that just that just proves to you in that moment right there, you did everything you could, and it still wasn't enough. And it's it's grueling to overcome in any aspect, especially in fighting, because combat it's the end all be all. Like you can, like Joe Rogan said it best. He goes, you know, you can talk shit if you beat someone in basketball. They're like, oh yeah, well I, I beat you in basketball. I can beat you in this. You whoop someone's ass in fighting. They can't say shit. You just beat him. You just beat him in the most. Oh, yeah, but I could beat you in basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could kick your ass. Like, so what? What, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, like, it. I couldn't imagine just overcoming that. And then not only that, once once you have to like mentally accept that your all isn't good enough to be a champ, you've already lost your championship mentality. You can't contend with some of those top dogs because they're not fighting to put food on the table. They're fighting to prove them to prove something to themselves like they're fighting for something yeah, it's a lot. not even a skill thing i still think kelvin gaslam is fucking disgusting i still think he's yeah. extremely good it's yeah. it's psychological yeah you know it, you're like i i personally as an like as a competitor like grace is not a fan grace not the competitor i would rather and i know it sounds so crazy but i'd rather get fucking starched or like my ass whooped than barely lose because yeah. if you get if i get my ass handed to me it's like that guy was just fucking way better like that guy was just good you know but if you barely lose, it's like you're good enough and it just wasn't your day. Yeah. You know, and, and and when you're talking about a UFC title shot, like you only get one of those sometimes, you know. Yeah. So eat when you when you barely lose and then you see Izzy run through everyone else, that's gonna fuck you, dude. That's gonna fuck you up mentally. Yeah. From the Musashi book that I've had for a while, I think one of the best quotes, it's like it's like train so that even your rival couldn't beat you on your worst day even if he was at his best like your worst should be better than his best that's how you have to mentally prepare and look you can say you had a bad day but if gaslam probably thought he had his best day yeah he still didn't get it like yeah that's gotta be so like just, God, it's gotta suck that's gotta suck so bad like oh man I, why did he shoot for that takedown he should have kept throwing hands, bro. He could have finished. It's ingrained, it's ingrained in your brain. You just like you do it. You do certain things. It's what make it's what makes you who you are. Dude, if he kept throwing hands, he finishes. And is he there? I think he gassed. Probably, but dude, shoot, shoot. Even if he gets a takedown, what he's just gonna lay there if he's yeah, gassed? exactly. Like I don't even understand that. One. Like, all right, he's like, all right. I'm gonna breathe for five seconds. We're gonna disengage, and I'm gonna lean on him. I'm just gonna yeah. fucking land a crazy head kick and end it. But ah, oh, dude, it, yeah, it so- hurts. Gaslam's on a low, low end, but Curtis is, dude, Curtis has one loss in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I think 11, two, four, six, eight, ten, ten fights, he's nine and one in his last ten, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them are finishes. Damn. So he's on a fucking tear, dude. Um, He just knocked out, uh, uh, Buckley. So this, dude, this fight is so much better than the so, the Rosas fight, dude. Fuck. I don't know who I got. If, if Gaslam loses, he's done, by the way. He's cut. He's gone. 100%. Yeah. 100p. He's gone. 
So his back against the wall, and that either makes you the best fighter ever or that makes you the shittiest fighter ever. But Curtis is kind of comfy here. But Curtis knows if he beats Gaslam and if he finishes Gaslam, he gets a number next to his name and he starts getting he starts getting an actual path. Dude, he's thirty and nine. This man has fought for a long time. Dude, Dude he literally he literally retired. You remember, you remember that story? Oh yeah. He retired he's, and they were like, "Yo, 35. dude, you're still in the tournament." He's like, "Fuck yeah, dude, I still have a chance." And then Ray Cooper just bodied him. Jeez. He trains with Sean Strickland. But yeah, exactly. Enough of the tiptoeing around. Let's get to the point. Who do we think is winning this fight? You know, I'm trying to view it from a mental perspective because these guys have both done it for so long that, like, skill-wise, pretty even. It's, styles make fights. This is a great stylistic matchup. Like, they could – this could be a wrestling match. This could be stand and bang. Like, this can go a lot of different ways. But, you know, I think Curtis is kind of in his, like – one more prove it run for himself like just give itself one more run for the sh- title shot because like you said if he wins he gets a ranking next to his name maybe they throw him in for a title fuck it end of his career i think he just he has more to fight for in this gaslam just kind of in that weird place at this point in his career i think he's just kind of waiting to get like baptized or like just something to let him know that like he shouldn't do it anymore and you know what better way to go out than against chris curtis but then again who knows i just I have a weird feeling Curtis is probably going to find a way to pull one out of this. He just he's been in it for longer. He feels like he's got some something worth gaining out of this fight. It's crazy because Gaslam's in his. Uh, I saw someone talk about this, and I don't remember who it was. It might have been Chael. Gaslam's in his prime age. He's in thirty-one. Yeah. Twenty-eight to thirty-two is your prime, and it feels like he's. We're talking about him retiring because it's just like he fell off so hard. Um. I, I really like both of these guys. Um, Gaslam trains with Henry Sudo. Curtis trains with Sean Strickland. But if I had to be honest, I see it going this way. I think first round's all Gaslam. I think he's a better fighter. I think he's more technical. I think he's faster. I think, he, I think he's better. Then somehow or another, Curtis is going to clip him or figure him out, and he's going to win him, be, win him win the second or third round, and he's going to win the fight. Yeah, I like that. I, I think Curtis is just hot as fuck right now. Yeah. I mean, it's fighting with something to prove. But, I mean, even the age thing, like, I know you have your fighting prime, like, physicality-wise, but mentality-wise, dude's already 17 and 8. Been, yeah. dude's, been, dude's been doing it for a while. And, I mean, you look at guys He's like... 17 and 8, and he was 16 and 3. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I feel like the biggest factor... Think about that, dude. 16 and 3 is like, fuck, that's fire. 17 and 8 is like, you're... Mm. Two away from mm. double digit losses. Mm. And like, yikes, buddy! Pack your bags. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's like when your body, like when your body's just not there. Because I mean, Glover still looked decent in his, for his forty year old ass before he retired. Yeah, still like Yeah, but like you, you started to see guys like even even Kamaru in his last fight, man. Like his knees just look like they aren't there. You know, he said he has to. Uh, he said he has to walk downstairs. Uh, back backwards. backwards so he doesn't load his knee yeah that's so fucked that would suck at, dude Kai's in his stairs I have to go upstairs every single time that would be terrible yeah, I mean dude even, another fighter that I think about is Tony you know how Tony did his little like side to side like bro he couldn't even do it at the end of his career <laughs> it looked like a it looked like old yeller bro <laughs> he just he's just trying to like he would like he would like do it just for like the show, but like as a fan, you look at that and you're like, oh, and you know he's it. hurting. So yeah, you're, and you're like, oh. yeah, you're like, don't do it, man. By the way, by the way, I saw a video the other day. It was like rewatching the Gaethje Tony Ferguson fight, dude. Tony's Tony's legs hurt so bad he couldn't throw leg kicks, so he was just punching Gaethje's. Quad. Yeah, he landed like 18 <laughs> leg punches. <laughs> he was just punching his leg, bro. Bro. What the fuck? If I was in the if I was in the ring and some guy just like ducked down and you're like, oh, he's gonna shoot and you just punch your kneecap, like I'd be like, bro, what the fuck? What are you doing? He's just crazy, dude. He's crazy. I wonder how bad, like realistically, like that that would like hurt. That doesn't feel good. I mean, yeah, but like you're like you're conditioning your leg to take like massive leg kicks, and this dude just punches you in the knee, and you're like, oh wow. You're like, damn, that really got me. Oh fuck. Um, but yeah. 
moving on to our next fight, we got Raul Rosas Jr. coming in at a heavy favorite. This is the start of the pay-per-view. Minus 260 versus Christian Rodriguez coming in at plus 210. I don't have much to say about this fight at all, actually. I'm just going to say I think Raul wins it because I think they're feeding him uh, an easy dub. He probably gets a submission in the second round. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was going to say if you want to throw money to make money, throw it in the first. But if you want a safer bet, put it on the second. Because, you know, Christian yeah, but Christian Rodriguez, you know, looking through his track record, he has submissions of his own, so he's proved he has a submission offense, which would lead me to believe he has somewhat of submission defense. Yeah, but is his only submission that 0-3 guy? No, 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 no. no. Oh, he, he's four subs. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, yes, yeah he's he showcased that he has some he awareness. He fights out of room for sports, too. That's, that's, that's the Pettis Brothers gym. Mm, yeah, so I believe he has the mental capacity to kind of – survive around with Rosas, but you know, I just don't think Rosas has developed enough as a striker to really like make you fear it. Like really like put the fear of God in you. Like when it comes to his hand. So it's probably, almost 18 dude. Like, yeah, but you're a UFC fighter, man. Put the fear yeah. of God in you. Put a fear of God in you. Like it's just, it's kind of, I see it. Look, he'll probably, he'll probably get an early takedown in the first takes the dudes back. They wrestle around for however long it is. Dude survives till the second. Christian's probably going to be gassed and Rose also get it done. If not, it'll be a very, very boring decision. Yeah, very I agree. boring. Yeah, it's like, either going to be a cool sub or it's going to be such a boring fight. Yeah. And you know what? I'm kind of rooting for it being a boring sub because then Dana looks like an even bigger dumbass for not winning. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling the gasoline fight's going to bang. And I so hope it's going to bang I, for sure. Yeah. And I hope, I hope they prove the Rosas like whole debacle so wrong. Like, He's going to make Dana like such a dumbass. I just can't wait for it. I'm such a Dana hater. Like if, if there's like me hating Dana and then there's Izzy hating, <laughs> there's Izzy and Pereira yeah. hating each other. Yeah. That we're like one and two in UFC rankings for haters, but man. Yeah. I'm, I'm done talking about this show. Sauce kid. Yeah. Know. But our next, the next four fucking fire, Kevin Holland back. He's back at welterweight coming mm. in as the heavy favorite at minus two sixty over Posey, Posey, the Ibibio. I don't know how to say Pontinibio. Pontinibio. Um, Pontinibio had a crazy win, uh, pretty recently. Actually, who was it against? Oh, that's right. He, he uh, beat Moreno after Moreno was whooping his ass. He's kind of like a little gatekeeper guy. Like he's like, he he's tough, but he's, he's really, thirty and six. Yeah, but he hasn't really beat. But dude, he hasn't beat nobody. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, he's thirty and six, but three of his six losses came from his last five fights. By the way, I don't know if you've been seeing Kevin Holland's social media activity lately, but he is convinced that Ponzinibbio is going to back out before the fight. He said, watch it happen. I'm going to go back and watch the video because I was looking at this the other day. Dude was pissed as hell. Well, you, talking- think, you, you think weight-wise, you think he thinks Ponzinibbio is too big? He, dude, all I saw was he went, he went on – Who was that? Yeah, so, yeah, Kevin Holland takes social media, goes crazy. He's like, they're going to pull him out. You need so motherfucking easy. I promise you I can make 155. But at the end of the day, the only thing I want to do is fight at 185 because the nigga don't want to cut no weight. I want to eat food and snack big booties and say, hey, Judy. God, I love him so much. Dude is such a character. But, God, I got to find the – I got I think it was on Twitter. But, yeah, he went on his live and pretty much started, like, Throwing this whole fit, like they tried to rework another fight. They made me cut all this weight, and like now they're pro- now I'm probably not even gonna fight on the card. He's like, I better get my pay per view money still because he's like, it's not my fault. Like all this stuff. Damn, was- I wonder if Ponzinibbio. As I say it, yeah, Ponzinibbio. Yeah. I wonder if Ponzinibbio is like heavy, like like his Hall and saw him. He looks big. Yeah. Um. By the way, Jorge Masvidal got into an exchange with Kevin Holland at the hotel. I don't know if yeah, you saw this. I think it's pretty fake. It didn't look too uh, legitimate to me. Also, I really fucking like Kevin Holland a lot. And can we just state a third thing? AJ Ferrari was trying to chirp at Kevin <laughs> dude, Holland. Dude. dude, I just saw the tweet. It was like, can we talk about AJ Ferrari deciding to show Kevin Holland his abs in the middle of an argument? <laughs> yeah, like what? You know what would happen? AJ Ferrari would blast double him and then Kevin Holland. Me in the face. Yeah. Or he just let him take him down and choke him unconscious. Yeah, like, oh, my God, dude. Oh, it's so funny. God, AJ is such a fucking bum, dude. I can't stand that kid. Yeah. 
wait, is he's not the one that sexually assaulted a girl? No, he is. Yeah, he is. Oh, he is the guy that. Yeah, he was at the Florida State tournament too when I was there. He's a fucking bum, dude. But I like Kevin Holland. Um, quick little story I learned about Kevin Holland. Um, okay, I found I found the video. I just sent it to you, by the way. Um, Kevin Kevin Holland was in high school, and uh, I think he said when he was a junior, he kind of like dropped out of high school. And his Kung Fu school raised him and they used Kung Fu as his subjects. So for like history, he'd have to learn the history of Kung Fu for, uh, he, he explained it in depth, but like every, he had a class for math, he had a class for history and science. He had all these classes. He had an English class. He had to write about Kung Fu. And then he got his, he's, he's a, like a fucking Kung Fu wizard. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, he, he did his school based on martial arts. Um, I hope this fight happens because I love Kevin Holland and I think Ponzinibbio, is that how you say it? Yeah, Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio, I think he uh, tries to wrestle him. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think Holland's striking is just so much more technical as long as he doesn't eat a big bomb. Like, remember, he's got knockout power too and look how he danced with Wonderboy. That was a fucking awesome fight. Yeah. I. The best part about the Wonderboy fight is he just like wasn't expecting Wonderboy to be that in shape. He was like, this old man is fast as shit. Yeah. He was kicking his ass. But, I mean, the, probably the worst thing you can do in the world is try and stand up and bang with Wonderboy. But, you know, Kevin has never come off to me as a guy that's, like, belt chasing or anything along those lines. He just wants to put on a show for the fan. And that's the best kind of fighter you can have in the sport because you have a lot of guys that are contending for belts, but you rarely you rarely have strictly showmans. And Holland's going to do his best in order to put on a show for the fans. If that means he has to stand and bang with some of the best strikers in the UFC and it might mean he catches a loss, like, he doesn't care. Like he, he'll get the fight of the night bonus. He'll do whatever he'll do whatever he can to keep the fans happy. He's a fan pleaser. I love that for him. He's great for the sport. If they cut him, it's the worst mistake ever because they'll go make a million dollars elsewhere. Honestly, Kevin Holland versus Mike Perry in like a bare knuckle boxing would probably break the internet, in my opinion. I would rather uh, see Kevin Holland go to glory. That would be fire. It'd be sick. Yeah, he'd be a sick kickboxer. Yeah. But he's just He's so good in so many or other karate athletes. combat because he's got kung fu. That'd be sick. Yeah, it would be sick. Damn. Yeah, he's got a lot of options, but um, hopefully he sticks to the UFC because he's great to watch on Saturday nights. Let me just say that. So, so you yeah. rocking with Holland? Yeah, I am rocking with Holland. I just think he's got what it takes. But you know, according to this video that I'm seeing, there's a, there's also other speculations that I was seeing, but I don't think it's gonna pan out. There are people saying that. Ponzinibbio was going to back out, and the reason why Jorge and Holland started this fake beef shit is they're going to actually fight, and that Gilbert like actually isn't like doing shit. He's just like chilling. I just like okay, he's like I'm just I'm just Gilbert. Like all right, Gilbert. Like fuck, man. On the head. Yeah, you're just like what a fucking what a name for a guy that murders people. Yeah, Gilbert. Like if if I were to tell you, like if I were to tell you if. Like, if this was pre-social media and you, like, told your guy, you're like, all right, man, we just signed a contract for you. Oh, who am I fighting? Some fucking Brazilian named Gilbert. You're like, oh, easy money. Shows up and literally murders you. Yeah. Rips your face off. That's yeah. kind of who Gilbert is. But, damn. By the way, that video you sent me of Gilbert with the guy that had brain surgery, fucking love Gilbert, man. Dude, he's such a great dude, man. He's a great guy. And the video Henry Hooft, his head coach, posts of him, he's cleaning the mats after they're sparring. And oh, he's, yeah. like, he's like, that's what the fucking, that's what I'm supposed to do. The amateurs. Yeah. And he, Gilbert Burns is doing it, you know, like he's just like, yeah. he's just a great dude. But our next fight, I'm sorry. I think this is the best fight on the whole fucking card is Rob Font versus uh, Giannis. What's his first name again? Adrian Giannis. Rob Font. Coming in at plus 152. Adrian Giannis coming in at a minus 180. Rob Font is a Tampa native, was born and raised, lived his whole, I, I don't know if he lived his whole life, but was born and raised, lived in uh, Tampa. Um, he's boys with my jiu-jitsu coach, Dan Martinez. He now trains with Calvin Cater at the New England Cartel. Adrian Giannis, I believe he's a Texas boy. He fights at a Metro Fight Club. This fight's going to be a fucking banger, dude. Rob Font is one of those guys that, like, he tiptoed in the top five and then he fell out. I mean, he had great wins. He beat Sergio Pettis, who is now the Bantamweight champion of the world in Bellator. Um, beat Ricky Simone, who's a dog, knocked out Mon Marias, beat Cody Garbrandt. And then he lost two close ones to Jose and Cheeto. Um, both were good fights, but he, he just looked a little bit behind. Um, this is his kind of last run. He's 35. 
So he doesn't really have a lot. So this kind of this is like the Gaslam. No, it's, it's not like that. This this fight is Rob Font wins. He can dance back in that five and go on one more run. Um, Adrian Yanez wins. He's only twenty nine. He shows I'm here with the pack. Adrian Yanez is on a nine fight win streak. So both of these dudes too, which is really cool. Is they both like we both really fuck with each other, but like we need this win. Um, and they both said we're gonna stand in the middle and fucking bang. Like they're like fuck born. Like well, this is fight of the night. They both said that. It's they're both extremely durable and extremely fast and technical. I think we're gonna get a fucking banger. I want to say Giannis, but my brain wants to say Font. I want to hear you speak first. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I gotta go with Rob Font, and the reason is, um, Adrian Giannis hasn't fought in ten months, dude. His last fight was June 18, 2022. You go from fighting three fights in 2021, you only have one fight in 2022, which was on the Qatar Emmett fight. That fight felt forever ago. Yeah. He hasn't fought in a dude hasn't fought in a minute. Holy uh, shit, that was his last fight. Yes, dude. Dude, it's been a while. I don't know what he's I don't know if it's an injury thing. I don't know if he's taking Okay, the time well off. also Rob if you're gonna do it off that, Rob Font just took a year off as well. Was Rob injury related or no no, it was mental. After he lost to Jose or after he lost to Cheeto, he's like, I need to take some time. Oh damn, so both these guys are gonna be rusty as hell. Yeah, they're both coming off of a long break. <sighs> okay, uh I'm kind of leaning towards Giannis because why the hell would Rob Font say in his interview? I hope Adrian Giannis doesn't sleep me. I my thing is I think I think Font's better. His boxing is so fucking crisp, but I think like like his age might be the reason he loses this. Like I think he might be a little slower than Giannis, and Giannis might be able to push the pace a little better. I I I, I I'm gonna go Rob Font. Fuck it, Tampa boy. I'm going Rob Font and a great three round banger. Dude, I forgot. Adrian Yanez is on a five consecutive bonus earning performance streak and a nine fight win streak and a nine fight win streak. Damn, Rob Font's never been knocked out before. I believe so, yes. Damn. Dude, this is just such a weird toss-up. Look, it's I, such a good fight, dude. It's such a good fight. Fox you know, from Florida, though. Yeah, we gotta go Florida. I gotta Look. go for Rob Font, dude. It's such a fuck. I would not bet on this fight at all. Uh, see, I, I'm, the, I'm the opposite. I think it's such a toss-up. It's worth throwing a little money on just because either way, you're going to be happy with the result. And look, if Font's an underdog, he's not that big of an underdog. Might as well just – it's a toss-up. It's If it's less than, like, 120 either way, they obviously the odds makers think it's a toss-up. Stylistically, it's great. Both these guys are not a bang. Rob's never been knocked out before. Giannis only knows how to put on performances. They both had some good time off, so you know they're coming in prepared. They're both they're hungry more for durable, it. too. Yeah, gonna be durable. They got the chin health. I, it's gonna be a show, man. Look, I, I'd say it's worth throwing some money on font. It's screw it. Don't throw too much, but you know, just whatever, whatever your tips are. You know, if you get you got a little five dollars left over from your mother asking you to go pick up shit from the grocery store, just tell your bookie <laughs> you got something for him. Throw it on Rob Font for your boy. But yeah, yeah, I'll lean, I'll lean Rob Font. Fuck it. Might as well. Yeah. Um yeah, next the next two fights are just thank you so much. Also, random. I don't know why this came into my mind, but you see Ocho Cinco tweeted yesterday. He's like, "Yo, can somebody get me in contact with Izzy? I'm in Miami. I'm trying to hang out with that man." <laughs> and he he does MMA. I don't. It's dude. I love him so much. He. You know why I love Ocho so much? That's real quick. He gets paid to be himself, and that's why I love him. Yeah. He does MMA media for Bleacher Report. Ocho Cinco, like, how does that make any fucking sense? And when Masvidal fought, yeah, when Masvidal fought uh, Camaro, he threw a bag on on Masvidal. Yeah, I, but um, yeah, sorry, I just had to say that. That's funny. I think him and uh, Izzy would be awesome. I would. He's a top five dream podcast guest, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Ocho, Ocho? yeah. I feel like he's a guy where like you can't bank on it, but if you just like hit him up in the DM, like, yo, come shoot a pod with us, he'd be like, all right, I'm coming. Yeah, but he, we just smoke cigars. That's all. He, he doesn't drink or smoke. He just smokes cigars. No, he drinks whiskey. I don't think so. I mean, I I follow him on Twitter. I've seen his video. Maybe I maybe I'm tripping. I know he smokes fuck ton of cigars, but I know fuck, he smokes a cigar a day. 
Yeah, I know he smokes him at whiskey lounges, and you're you you're telling me you're not having a little glass of whiskey. No, yet. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's dead sober. David Russ met him, and he he was at a whiskey lounge, and he was just smoking a cigar. He threw it on the Twitter. I'm here. Who wants to hang out? And David Russ pulled up. They went to his Airbnb with him and played FIFA all night. Yeah, I know his two houses are in Miami and Tampa. So he's yeah, literally he where got, both of us are. Yeah, yeah. So his wife ran- got that like TV show in Tampa. Yeah, Rosada, whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah. God, I love him so much. I could talk about Ocho all day. Anyways, back to this. What a fight. We got Gilbert Bur- co-main event. Gilbert Burns coming in at a huge minus 475 over Jorge Gamebred from the streets of Miami Masvidal coming in at plus 350. Masvidal said, if I lose this fight, I'm hanging it up. I can't fight for a title. I don't care to fight. I'm done. Uh, both men want this fight to winner to get a title fight. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think Jorge is going to go out there and dog him. Excuse me. Woo. I think Gilbert's going to go out there and dog him. Mm-hmm. But I did this fight. This fight built up in the embeds and everything. It, it did make me really like Jorge. He's a really good guy. I can't blame Jorge for the for the people overrating him. That's not his fault. He's doing the right thing. That's that's a, that's a meme at like Joe Rogan. Meme at those people. Good for Jorge. I just think Burns is on another level, and I'm a huge fucking Burns fan, dude. I really like Burns. He's a really good guy. Um, where was I going with this? But yeah, I think it's gonna be a good fight. I I do admit this is what I was gonna say. If if Masvidal somehow does beat Burns or like catches him and sleeps him, I would rather see him fight Leon than Kobe fight Leon. I would love to see Masvidal and Leon, bro. That three piece in a soda and they get the fucking fight now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I I would like to see that. However. Not a chance in hell. Because the way I look at this is, if Gilbert beats Kamzat, this fight would have never been made. Gilbert beats it, him in a five-round fight. If that, yeah, five, could, if that fight was five yeah. rounds, he beats Kamzat. Yeah, and we can get to that another day. But even let's say he did. Let's say he did beat Kamzat. This fight would have never been made. Yeah. They, they, they would have – that would have been like sending Jorge to the slaughterhouse. It would have – it would have been a joke. And I still think he is being sent to the slaughterhouse. I, well, I if you remember – if you remember – it was Leon versus Jorge was scheduled, and then Jorge backed out with a fake rib injury so he could fight Colby for the payday. Which that's what fair happened. play. Yeah, fair yeah, play. I respect it. I respect yeah, it. Earn, earn your money but now. But now, when you're begging Leon and Leon won't take it, you can't get mad at him because you fucked him over. He was willing to fight you. Yeah, yeah. So you can't pick and choose your battles, buddy. So now that works. Yeah, but going but, into this fight, I think Gilbert's better at everything. I think maybe striking Masvidal's overall better, but with the wrestling, his, his jiu-jitsu is way better. His wrestling is better. He, Masvidal does train with Johnny Evelyn, who's a dog, so that's definitely going to help him. I think cardio is better for Burns. I think I just see way more ways for Burns to win, and I don't see Masvidal sleeping him. Yeah. You know, I've been brushing up my Duolingo these past 17 days, yeah, and, good. you know, I – I believe they should change El Dia de Muerta, the Day of the Dead, to April 8th. Is that when the fights go down? Yeah. April 8th? Yep. Switch it to April 8th because um, you're going to get buried in Miami, Masvidal. It's going to be the most proper way to send you out, bud. And we're sorry about it, but it's got to be what it's got to be. If and you really want to be – where it started and it will end, dude. That's pretty fun. Yep. Yep. It, it'll be perfect storybook for you. I know you envision only your future, but Burns is going to probably lock in a little rear naked choke and put you to sleep in front of your own own Pepe. Be like a scene in Coco where he's just like, I see him. I see him. Just, but, um, good night. I mean, Masvidal does such a good job of marketing. Dude, he makes so he has so many different sources of income. That's one thing I really like about him, too, is like he really used his, like, I'm the Miami fighter guy to help his brand. Like, he, I, I fuck with him on that part. Also, I guarantee you there's going to be a huge Cuban rapper that's going to be there, like Ozuna or one of those guys. They fuck with Mazadol heavy because he's the boy in Miami. And they all, they're all boys with Pereira, too, because they, they're Brazilian, Hispanic. Like, you know, the, all the Hispanics are, like, with each other. So I bet you either Mazadol gets a walkout with that guy or, like, something big is going to happen there. Also, the whole fucking stadium is going to be cheering for Mazadol. Yeah. Even though he's the co-main event, that's his fight. Like that's his fans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing I do have to say because I know, I know we have our a good Hispanic following with our friends and family. 
<laughs> I know you said it on accident, but you calling Ozuna a Cuban singer? He is Puerto Rican, so we need to address. Oh this. yeah, damn, my bad. <laughs> but he's he's like big in the Hispanic community. No, he, yeah. he is. That's why when you said it though, I was like, we're gonna get crucified if I let that slide. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, because I knew for a fact, right. I was like, whoa. I was like, hold on now. But yeah, I definitely think. Um, I'm pretty sure he is boys with him though, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're all cool as fuck. Yeah, they're all like boys. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he walked. And he out shouted out Pereira when Pereira won too. So like, I could definitely. And it's in Miami. He's gonna be there. I'm just yeah. saying, I could see him. Like rapping and rapping. Like walking out with Jorge, which would be yeah. sick. Yeah, that would be dope. I wish more. I wish more like interactions took place like that. By the way, it would be funny as hell if Izzy walked out with Eminem since he said it's his eight mile moment. If he walked out, I would laugh my ass off. I think that would be the funniest shit. If yeah, he I don't just think had... it'd be hard. It'd be cringe. <laughs> it would be cringe, but I I think it'd be the best. I think it would be literally a top five moment just because like the implications of it. Same thing with. I saw a video the other day. I think I said it to you where it was like, if someone walked out to the Burger King song, it'd, it'd, be, a top, me, yeah. Yeah, it'd, be, a top, it'd be a top five. Whopper, walk whopper, whopper. <laughs> Pereira just walks out to the Whopper song and he's just like dead stone cold staring at the octagon. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, what is about to happen? He's just like, it's Eminem versus the Burger King Whopper, man, bro. Like, what are you going to do? I think that? it'd be cool if we had more interactions like that. I know Colby said that Lil Wayne was going to walk out with him, and that never happened. That would have been sick. Yeah. Colby says a lot of things. That yeah. <laughs> Colby, Colby could gaslight anyone into believing anything. Colby, you, like, you could, Colby could convince you that like we were getting like attacked. And he's like, we need to go. We need to go like fight the Russians or something. But, yeah, but let's get back to this. Uh, it's getting late. Burns, Mazadol. What do you think? I, I'm taking Burns. I don't think he Burns. finishes him. I, I'll take Burns 30-27, though. I think he dogs him. Yeah, I'm going to view it the same way how I viewed the kind of Colby-Burns fight. I think I think Masvidal or Colby Burns. Masvidal, um, Colby fight, excuse me. But I just kind of view it where Jorge has a great preparation in stopping Gilbert, but he doesn't – he isn't – prepared enough to actually take him out like he doesn't yeah, he's he enough to he'll stop the initial wave he can't stop the entire wave yeah you can't you can't you can only build up your storm wall so high tsunami's coming brother better get to safety hit the hills as they say because uh the burns is coming for you but yeah just give me gilbert fucking what a guy he's gonna get it done let's get to the reason why we're here mr watts the middleweight world championship between Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya. Adesanya coming in at a minus 135. Alex Pereira coming in at plus 130. 2-0 versus Izzy in kickboxing. 1-0 versus in MMA. Two things I want to state before we even talk about the fight. First thing, Izzy said uh, in a very respectful way, uh, Pereira would not be who he is if I didn't exist. And a lot of people were getting mad at him. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's right. He is very right. If Izzy didn't exist, but it, he would have never gotten a title shot that fast. Like, that's the whole reason they, they wanted this story card. And I'm not knocking Pereira either, but, like, Israel was needed for his story. And there's a lot of – that's not just Izzy. There's a, or that's not just Pereira. There's a lot of fucking fighters like that that they needed. Like, George St. Pierre needed Matt Hughes to start the George St. Pierre era. Like, if it wasn't anyone else, it wouldn't have been as, the same. You know what I mean? Like, John Jones needed Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier needed John Jones. Like they helped each other's legacies. That's part of it. The other thing I want to say is there's this misconception of weight bullying in MMA. And I want to just shoot that down right now. Um, if yeah, Banana might be cutting a fuck ton of weight, but don't go out there and say he only wins fights because he's weight bullying people. You understand how hard it is to cut that fucking weight? Yeah, like, like it's not like it's just like, oh, dude, I'm gonna go cut fifty pounds real quick. And, and no, that shit fucking sucks yeah. a lot. So if he's able to do it, respect to him. Don't fucking knock him for that. Yeah, it's so dumb. I think that's the dumbest thing that people keep trying to say. Weight bullying. Now, when can you say weight bullying in a fight like Islam and Volk? When Volk went up to Islam's weight class, and the only reason he won was because of size. But when you're fighting it, when they're both making eighty five, dude, and that's Izzy's fault. Izzy barely. Izzy walks around at fucking two hundred. He should be fighting at 170 anyways. Yeah. I mean, look, everyone has their own reasonings for why they do what they do. 
I just think it's a dumb argument to try to discredit fighters for fighting within the rules. Like we have rules for a reason and he's not breaking any rules for doing what he's doing. So if you're going to try to use that to discredit him, I think it's just a hater mentality, you know, losers find excuses as they always say. So if you want to choose that mentality of trying to find an excuse for why is he's losing, you're just a fucking loser, dude. Like just learn to accept it. You know, only they teach you your whole life in any aspect. Only lo- only losers have excuses. Winners accept things for what they are and they move on from it. That's just how it is. That's how I've always seen it. I don't understand the arguments against Pereira. I, I just don't really get why so many people are against him. I think it's just because they love Izzy so much that they just hate to see him lose and not be in the spotlight. But, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I think I completely agree with you in the aspect of I think prayer being a champ opens up so many doors for the division. It allows for so many people to fight and contend for the belt. And it's not because I don't think Izzy is beatable. I do think he's beatable, but I just think Pereira wrestling and grappling. Pereira, no wrestling. He has no- yeah. He's, he's just, he's just not on par. And it's not to say he hasn't been working on it, but it'd be a disrespect to every other fighter in the division, yeah. like Robert Whitaker, guys like that, who've been doing it their whole lives. And to think that Pereira or Pereira can just like pick up, how to properly grapple and wrestle in a year, in one year. Yeah. You think you can do that? No. Like, I just don't get it. I think I truly believe Pereira is Izzy's kryptonite. It's just how it is. Honestly, Izzy'd still be the champ if he would have never came out in that interview and said that Pereira was getting, going to get his dick sucked by a crack whore. If he would have never said that in an interview, I think, I think we would have never had this instance, but because of that, Pereira, Someone showed him that video, and he was like, I'm going to go be an MMA fighter now. You know what's cool, though, is is Pereira's not really, like, an asshole in real life. Like, he said, said, I hate trash talking. Because that's not me. I don't don't like it. I'm humble. And the thing is, like, I think one thing that makes him so scary isn't how he looks. is that he doesn't have fear. He's an Amazonian. Like, he's not, like, a normal Brazilian. He's from, like, the fucking tribes of the Amazon jungle. Like, he's a fucking, like, like, warrior. Like, an actual, like, Amazonian warrior. Like, when they heard that meme of, like, if you see me fighting in the forest with a grizzly bear, help the bear, that, that was literally him. I mean, yeah. he, would, he would hunt bears with his bare hands. And Dude, he have just... you seen, like, when he took the belt back to his village? And then, like, picked oh, yeah. it up and never... It's so sick. Yeah. It's so he's, sick. He's literally a warrior in a jungle. And he also is nasty with handguns, and he's filthy with a bow. Yeah. No, he's through and through just, like, a warrior. I would pay an infinite amount of money to just watch a video of him and John Jones hanging out. Cause I feel like they all do the same shit and like, just, they wouldn't speak. They would just shoot guns at shit. But I wouldn't go beat his wife after they hang out. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Big misconception there, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> said John Jones. <laughs> all right. All right. Come on, man. God, Lee. Right, yeah. Let's, uh, let's tap into this fight. Zach. What are we thinking so far? You know, as much as I want to believe that Izzy can keep this rivalry alive and pull out a win set up for the inevitable MMA trilogy that would go down in history as one of the biggest pay-per-view sales of all time, I just think Pereira is the physical embodiment of a hater. Like, it just literally doesn't get any... I, I see new videos every day of, like, small interactions that Izzy does, and then without Pereira even trying, just, like, doing the opposite. Yeah, like we saw the video of Izzy throwing away monster cans, and prayers just dripped out monster in monster shit. gear. It's <laughs> like, he's like, I'm a, he's like, I'm the biggest monster lover ever. Like, just how it is. He is like, he's in Izzy's head, rent fucking free, 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 and the Pokemon gets, jacket. And bro, did look at the tweet I just sent you. Look what Izzy posted. Did you see he posted it uh, three hours ago? I was on Tigers. You have to look at it. It is so funny. It is so funny. It's not even a Pokemon. AJ Ferrari decided to show Kevin all of his abs in the middle of an argument. <laughs> Douchebag. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I like, bro, what? And then, by the way, Izzy continuing to be just the most cringe man on the face of the earth. Izzy, why are you wearing a dog collar? I'm finna let the dogs out. Like, no, okay. I'm finna, I'm finna go off the leash. Eesh. Oh, oh, <laughs> sick dog. Yeah, he's super cringy. But I'm gonna be honest, I, I, I kind of like him. Like, like not champ Izzy, I kind of like. 
Yeah, um, obviously, I'm a Rob Ryder die guy. I love Rob. Um, but I think Izzy wins this one. I think he wins it. I think the UFC wants him to win it because they just make a trilogy and they just keep making money off these two guys fucking fighting each other. Yep. Um, I think he wins it. I think he he. I think it's gonna be way more boring. I think Izzy's gonna point fight him. I think he's not gonna let point he's not him. gonna let the engagements. He's gonna point fight him and dance on the outside. Just point fight him and dance I, on the outside and win the belt. I, I think point fighting is how you lose because bro these guys are kickboxers they're used to point fighting they can he almost slept but in the first fight there was 10 seconds he's he's done it he's done it multiple times the first the first glory kickboxing fight nearly slept him in like three rounds Pereira just has the strength in the later rounds to land one clean ass left hook and it's over it is scary too you know he's a lefty and he fights with his left side forward because he thinks his hook is more deadly than his cross yeah because he can fire off so fast. Because you're not, you're always taught, you're always taught in kickboxing. They're like, all right, your jab hand is just for kind of like gaining difference and like getting easy points, but your backhand is your sniper. That's your can't miss. Like you hit with that, it's over. His is both ways. Yeah. He can literally, and his, he switches stances like a motherfucker. Yeah. Too. The hand that he jabs you with is the hand that will put you out nine out of 10 times. And if you're so cautious waiting for that front hand, and you're trying to parry it all the time, I guarantee you his cross hurts just as bad. He's just not throwing it as much. Yeah. So pick your poison with that. Not only that, I, the videos that I see the most between these two guys is Izzy's at his best when he can land his leg kicks and Pereira's the only guy that like checks it every time. Yeah, he shut his he, leg kicks down. He, yeah. He can't he can't land a leg kick on Pereira. It's just impossible. It's physically like impossible to land it on him. I don't know what it, I, I don't know how you're that big, cut that much weight, and you're still that nimble on your feet. I don't understand what you're made of. Like he, he's not real in my mind. I don't. I don't think he's real. I think he. I think Bobby Izzy. Yeager. I think Izzy was good for so long that like a physical embodiment of the hatred of everyone just like came alive. <laughs> just turned it out. He, he was born at fifteen. He was already yeah. like he just came out yeah. at like fifteen. No, we're gonna we're gonna have a documentary in like fifteen years. We're all schizophrenic. Pereira never existed. He never existed. He was never real. That's why he doesn't speak English. So we don't see. We don't see interviews. I think that's scarier. I think it's scarier when they don't speak English. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you can kind of say, like, some weak shit. There's nothing you can say that doesn't sound terrifying in Brazilian. Bro, and Alex Pereira, you throw a suit on him, he looks like a fucking hitman. He should be in John Wick. Yeah, he would be a sick, bad like bad character in John Wick. Yeah. John, John Wick dies at the end of the movie, though. Sorry to ruin it for you. So, can't make another one. I'm literally going to kill you. I'm literally going to rip your balls off. The fact that I have not seen John Wick and you did me. <laughs> Dude, I'm it sucks. The fourth good. one sucks. The fourth one sucks. I'm the uh, the biggest John Wick dick rider, and the fourth one sucks. All right, so I don't even need to see it anymore. It's, it's, it's honestly the worst one. It's not good. The bad guy in it sucks. The store, like, there's only so many times you can fall off a five fucking story building and live, dude. You better, we better have a disclaimer. In this pod, John Wick spoilers ahead. Because if you just out and say that in the middle of a pod, if we were doing a live show, you'd be crucified. The yeah. internet would crucify you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, I was gonna watch that. Like, yeah. Wick, I hear I hear a doorbell, my doorbell ring. John Wick is at my house. Yeah, but like Keanu. the Fortnite John Wick. Yeah, Connor Reeves just strong. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm gonna Bye. take Izzy. I'm gonna take Izzy uh decision. I'm gonna take an Izzy decision. Damn. I'm gonna Dude, you're low key a Pereira meat rider. I have I'm mean, have Pereira meat rider. I'm gonna take uh Pereira by uh John Wick pencil stab. He has to finish him. He can't he yeah. can't beat Izzy in the point he's, fight. He, he's gonna pull out a pencil, he's gonna put it in his cage, he's just gonna Izzy pop him right in the face. He's this guy him. this guy killed three men in a bar with a, a fucking, fucking pencil. pencil. Yeah. Man. Down a Reeves, bro. Come on the pod. We'd love to talk with you, bro. I love to shoot some guns with Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. But I will say this. Regardless, I think, dude, I, I've had this weird feeling. I see Izzy getting like three takedowns in three straight rounds and just like going up three nothing. And then, yeah, Izzy like, Nermago oh, Medal. That's what I would Yeah. Say. Yeah. No, I, I 100% believe it. Dude, but took Izzy down last fight. Yeah, but now Izzy's gonna be like, I'm fucked. I gotta do it. You if I see you, do you blame him if he wins that way? Nope. I know it'll piss everyone off. And that as be a most- fan, as a fan, I'm like, fuck you. But as a fighter, I'm like, fighter? dude, 100% do that. Yeah, 100%. It's the UFC world title. It doesn't matter how you get it. Fucking get it. 
Yeah, get the it. Best in the fuck. world. Yeah, what the fuck? Do my uh, all right. You you admit defeat on the feet on your feet. You admit the defeat champion. in the strike. Still, yeah, still the world champion. Guess what? You're better at him in two thirds of fighting because uh, there's multiple ways you could beat a man on the ground. Yeah. Also, this is a MMA. This isn't uh, kickboxing, so it's not yeah. his fault. By the way, if I want to know the odds for Pereira to win via submission because of Izzy. <laughs> Pereira just knew and had a guillotine. A guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what is happening? What uh, is happening? Because if, if Izzy gets put to sleep, it's over. It, it, there actually is no physical. You think he injury. retires? What do you do? Go to welterweight. Go to glory. Pereira would find a way to make welterweight. <laughs> he would, he would, he would like t- remove a rib. He would remove his ribs and be like, I can do it. Dude, but what if. What if Izzy retires or Pereira retires? I think my mission here is done. done. <laughs> Izzy goes back to glory. He's like, I'm retired from MMA. I'm going back to glory. Dude, it's Izzy's crazy. Like, it's crazy how like this dude doesn't even care to win the title. He just wants to this guy isn't chasing dreams. He just wants to make sure make Izzy's sure dreams Izzy... don't happen. Yeah, no, he's the embodiment of hating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there is there is no bit like I like that's probably the greatest life ever. Like, what's your life goal? Just to be better than this guy. Yeah, so what if what if he's the worst in the world? Well, as long as I'm the second worst, yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. You just gotta be better than this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. As a kid, you're like, all right, that's a pretty weird dream, bro. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're a UFC champion. Isn't this what you dreamed of? Nah, nah. I just want to be better than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just really fucking hate that guy. This guy sucks. I don't like anything he does. Just. What do him. you want to be when you grow up? Just better than Izzy. Better than him. Just like you're all you you move, you transfer to the same school, you just point at him all the time. You're like, you're like better at what? I don't know, whatever he's good at is gonna be better. Don't matter to me. You see the thing, it's like Israel Adesanya retires to go play chess. Alex Pereira, Grandmaster, yeah, <laughs> Grandmaster chess player. They should just have a show, they should just have a show where it's just like Pereira, like a day in the life, and it's just him, like watching Izzy with binoculars, just like miles away. He's like, oh you- my god, this is so fucking awesome. Like, yeah, the monster one that I sent you was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. Because it you- just dripped down monster. Yeah, like bruh. It, oh my god. Like I, I want to know like what goes through his head. Cause he he still respects Izzy because they asked him, like they no, give no, he him, called like, him a warrior. Yeah, he used to yeah, yeah. They give him like the word challenges and stuff. Like he obviously respects him, but the like something had to have happened for him to just like chase this man down for like the end of his life. It Prayer's gonna die one he, second he him, after uh, Izzy. He called him a. Uh, he called his mom a crackpot whore or something. I thought he called Izzy, or no, 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 no. I thought he called because the interview I'm thinking of with the whole crack whore incident is when Izzy came, became champion. They're asking about his two losses in glory. He's like, man, fuck that guy. He's like, he's probably gonna be at some bar one day. And he's going to be talking to her and be like, oh, I beat that guy trying to get a blowjob from some crack whore for $10. And then Pereira saw that. It was like, oh, I, I guess I I guess I didn't whoop your ass enough. Let me call up my friend over here. Hey, you want to train me in MMA for like two months? All right. Lover to Shara. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You also, like, real quick, yeah, I know I got I to gotta go to bed, but people hating on Chuck Liddell on Twitter. Yeah, whoa. Like he wasn't a UFC world champion? Like what? Yeah, well, yeah, dude. And this is the this is the problem I have with it. People are like, oh, training with Chuck Liddell ain't gonna get you anywhere. Like, what what the hell is that gonna do? I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. Um, you may know Chuck Liddell from Blue Mountain State's cock gobblers, the little the, the little expired penis things where he trained Sammy to fight. Um, Chuck is a division one wrestler. And was amazing in the UFC. He was a world champion. He had a world title. Yeah. Yeah. Go meet Chuck Liddell in person. Look him up and down and say, yeah, I could probably, I could probably take you. Yeah. Like, like, See yeah, how that goes old, But like people are like, well, this is in 2001. What does Chuck know? I think he, if Chuck Liddell called Vince and was like, I want to run Grayson's camp. I think Vince would be like, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. And not only that. UFC world champion. Yeah. Not only that, this is another thing I don't get. Training might've picked up over the years based off how we do camps, the basis of wrestling, striking, jujitsu has not revamped in the years. Yeah. We didn't find... And you think we, you think Chuck hasn't evolved with it also? Like, he still yeah. coaches MMA and still trains. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a point within the last 10, 10, 20 years where we suddenly revamped how we look at wrestling or how we 
look at jujitsu or how we look at striking. The basis for all combat is still there. It's just how we train for it differs. That, that's the only thing that changed. These guys still know everything. They just only used to train their strengths. There was no fight film back then. They didn't sit down and say, let me break down my guys' weaknesses to no, beat they them. Train they just trained and went fall. It, it was the down to its bare bones. It was just straight combat. If you were to meet a man on the streets, how would it go down? And that's how it was. That, that's literally how it was in the old UFC. It was this guy trains this, this guy trains this. Throw him in there. Make weight. Fuck it. See what happens. Now it's a little different. Now we actually like works to the T on game planning. There's actually like coaches that matter now in the UFC. But back then it was just, yeah, I'm going to go do what I do every day of my life and I'm going to go fight now. Yeah. And, and suddenly they just don't know anymore. But, you know, what do we know? We're just guys that sit and talk some shit. But at least we're not hating. Well, we do hate. We actually hate a lot. I hate a lot. But yeah. Episode 83. Yo, yeah, we're going to wrap up real quick. Izzy just tweeted, you saw to monitor us from the moment we get off the scale till we hit the arena on Saturday. Have people take shifts if they have to. No loopholes to jump here. I wonder if he's saying that. Uh, I wonder if he's saying he thinks Pereira's going to take something. No, 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 no. I think he's saying Usada like monitors us from the moment we get off the scale. No, no, he's telling them to do it. He's saying you saw to do this. Interesting. Okay, titty man. <laughs> But yeah, UFC 286, Alex, 287 maybe? What is it? 287, Pereira versus Izzy 2 slash 4 in Miami, Florida. You got your picks. You know what we think. Zach Watts, any last words? Um, Still nothing more on IV gate. Apparently that was a big deal for all of one day. So Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I kind of got brushed under the rug real fast. Yeah, go uh, go get your IVs, kids, and go fight because they're not going to do shit to stop you so long as you're a world champion. So. Or beat your wife, I guess. Yeah. That's not advice. That is not advice. Do not do that. <laughs>